Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the Rhapsodic, Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? So Rhapsodic. Baseball yeah. started, baby. Baseball started. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. I mean, it is like the Rhapsody. Yes. Yes, it is. I don't even care that we, you know, that we look silly most of the time in New York. <laughs> Uh, Looking silly in New York, what? two out of three games is better than no games at all, Ben. That's right. That's right. We didn't get swept, and Aaron Judge only hit two home runs. and Only had one diving catch in center field to rob a base hit. That's right. That's right. You know, he he only looked like uh, one of the great baseball players in the game today. That's all. Um, that's all. That's yeah. all. That's Probably all. worth $400 million, Just saying. <laughs> Probably, probably worth. You know what? You know what? Since it's since it's April, Matthew, I'm going to say he was worth 420. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh there you man, go. 420. That's going to be a good day. Hey, hey. What? I I've got some words for you. Oh, I you didn't. Got words I didn't tell me. you this beforehand because I wanted it to be a surprise. Okay, I'm ready. So, I'm ready. Uh, you know, my favorite thing to do right now is to talk to Chat GPT. <laughs> Okay. And yeah. uh, and so I asked it to invent a new word that describes bad baseball takes after having a few alcoholic drinks. Oh, and okay. so he came up with two words. Two yeah, words. One are they? Is it? Is it the Ben Henry? Yeah, that was the, that was my choice. Oh, uh, okay. ChatGPT <laughs> instead went with intoxicable. Oh, that's good in ChatGPT. Wow. <laughs> or I l- or base smashed. Base <laughs> smashed. <laughs> well, so you know what? I'm just gonna be like Ben's getting a little base smashed. <laughs> you know what, Matthew? I'm always base smashed because I'm drinking intoxicable cocktails. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, you know, you're always dropping the new words on me. I figured I'd uh, drop a couple on you. Well, you, you, you those are those are made up words. Those they are, are words. they are. But you yeah. know, soon to enter the lexicon. You know, that's how words start. You know, that's someone right. makes that's it right. up and then it just it catches fire. So listeners, intoxicable, base smash. Go use those. You know, uh, generously. That's right. Maybe you and I, Matthew, should come make a new spirit, and we'll say it's um, it, it uh, it's intoxicable. And it'll get you base mashed. There you go. There you right. go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, uh, wow. I, hmm. Wow. I, I feel, I feel bad going back to my lame word, rhapsodic, but I thought of another reason that you should be rhapsodic. Okay. Uh, your favorite player, Rule 5 draftee Blake Sable, got his first major league hit. Woo-hoo! And, and so far, Matthew, his career is matching, at least on the offensive side, Exactly that of one Mike Trout. That's it. That's it. Future Hall of Famer. That's it. Blake Sable and Mike Trout both had bunt singles as their first major league hits. Now, I don't know that Mike did his on a three and one count with a runner on first. 
uh, with, I think, what, one out? or I don't remember. But um, uh, it, it was a sneak attack, that is for sure. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, Blake Sable, Troutian-like. Yeah, yeah, smart. Troutian. You know, he saw yeah. an opportunity and he took it. He totally took it. And Which is, you know, hey, he didn't strike out. So That's right. The Giants were not taking anything, were they? No. No, they were not. <laughs> Which we'll I mean, get they, into a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get into 41 times? <laughs> At least, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, I, I have a question for you, Matthew. Are you okay, I hope, I hope it's a deep question, like something that makes me think. Uh, well, this is a thinker. This is a thinker. It's, I mean, it's kind of a philosophical question. Like, you know, I, I think the answer seems obvious, but then when you really think about it, it's, it's layered. You know, it's one of those questions that I think we can all understand, but truly none of us understand it. Right. You know, it's 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 like um, it's the it's the question of our times, I I think. Okay. well, now I'm intrigued. What is it? Are you ready? Yeah. Are boneless chicken wings nuggets? My brain just broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Because, like, they call them different things. Yeah. But and when that, you think about it, they're, like, the same thing. But, but then you're like, but they're clearly not. But so they this, are? This, this argument could be um, crucial to a lawsuit that I saw was filed recently by some dude who was suing Buffalo Wings because he called their boneless wings, he said, were not, in fact, wings. So maybe his argument is that they are, in fact, nuggets and that you were calling them wings. Um uh, buffalo wild wings had a great response by the way they they tweeted out that in fact their wings were not made of buffalo either <laughs> and uh fair enough fair yeah enough. and so this they just wanted true. to come clean on that you know so mm-hmm. so uh, gosh you know i'm all about accepting people where they're at so if that yeah. if that if that nugget wants to call itself a wing damn it i'm i'm going with it that's uh, it's a wing if that nugget wants to call itself a wing, it's a wing. <laughs> yes, I see. Okay, you know, you know a... I mean, we should just accept people for what or things or whatever. Right. If, they, right. if that that person or thing says that that's what they are, then but who am I to judge? I, sure. I don't. I don't care. Yeah, call yourself a wing by all sure. means. You be the wingiest wing you can be. What? So what you're saying is, is it doesn't matter what our conventional thoughts are, right? Right. What Some, someone is... arbitrarily named it a nugget. Someone arbitrarily named it a wing. Right. When clearly neither are wings. Right. Like that's we all accept the fact that neither boneless chicken wings nor nuggets are actually wings. Correct. Right. These are not flats or drumettes that come from an actual chicken wing. So neither of these things should are actually a wing. Yeah. And neither of them could be nuggets either, really, for that matter, because like what's a nugget? Yeah. I mean, the only other kind of nugget that I know of is a golden one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Either a player on a basketball team or a rock. Right. Or, you know, I mean, or I guess the only other time is if there's the word Mick in front of it, right? So, uh, like New York Nick? Oh, no, you meant Mick. Mick. Oh, right. Right. But, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't say those things on the air. Right. This might be the right time for us to say, hey, folks, uh, this show is not sponsored by anyone, nor do we receive any sort of gifts at all. Not yet, anyway. The opinions. Give us a call, folks. Give us a call. Slide into my uh, DMs. That's, that's, that's all you got to do. At Giant Cocktails. Anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Today is Sunday, April 2nd, as we record this podcast. Folks, finally, 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 the San Francisco Giants did something on a baseball field of meaning for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Even further back than the last game of last season when they were already out of the playoffs. Um, they played real baseball. They played in New York against the New York Yankees, against Arson Judge and, um, I don't know, a bunch of other guys. And, uh, yeah, they went one and two. Not not great, but honestly, way better than I expected. Thirty, like, Well, infinitely better than I expected, Matthew. You um, thought they were going to get swept? I did. I did. Of course I did. And I, and that's not even because I'm cynical. Well, I guess it's because I'm cynical. That's probably yeah, the only of reason. Course, of course it's well, why you're cynical. Well, I just thought, I was just like, of course, look, they didn't sign Aaron Judge. What's going to happen is, is Aaron Judge is going to hit like a Two home, home run runs and, and steal some bases and steal, <laughs> and, uh, steal yeah. hits from, from Giants players. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to lose every game. And like, you know, Ross Stripling and Sean Manan and uh, Conforto and Hanniger are all going to just suck horribly. Two of them didn't play, and two of them did. Uh, suck horribly, I meant. Uh, yeah, but anyway, that's how the week went, Matthew. They went uh, one and two uh, against the New York Yankees. They are now one and two on the season. I believe they are tied for last place with the San Diego Padres, who are looking up, uh, along with the Giants, at the first place, Colorado Rockies. <laughs> Oh, see, you know, th- this is this is how absurd we're, we're the reactions are after three games. <laughs> it's a long season, folks. It's a long season. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of things to happen. And I think that's the yeah, you're right, Matthew. That's the 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 bucket of cold water. Right. That's the thing that wakes us up when I say first place Colorado Rockies. Yeah, exactly. Because right? like, oh, right. We're not in reality yet. Right. These games yeah. matter like these games matter as much as the last game of the season. Right. Like right. that the three games that we just saw the Giants play, they are as, as important as the games that they will play at the end of the season when they're trying to get to 84 wins to be two games out of the third wild card spot. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get to 90 wins to secure their third wild card spot. Oh, you're right. Right. One of those two. Um, and these games are just as important, but at the same time, right, we really don't know a ton, right? We don't know a ton, but we're going to act like we do. Yeah. Well, and I think back to, you know, 2021 when we won 107 games and, you know, the opening day gut punch of our bullpen letting up, uh, you know, all the wins to the, all the runs to Seattle Mariners and losing the game after we thought we had won it and all that, you know, it just, you just can't call the season after, you know, three games. That is correct. That is correct. A, a a game that was so impression impressionable. No, I'm impressionable. A game that made such a huge impression on me that I named a cocktail after it. You the did opening day, the opening day gut punch. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Well, anyway, Matthew. Speaking about um, uh, acting day. like we opening day and acting like we know more than we do. It's time for the trivia question. <laughs> right. So. In, in honor of opening day and our opening the the season in New York, my trivia question today is when was the last time the Giants opened their season in New York? I know the answer to this question. 
what is the answer to that? Well, no, you can't say the answer because then it just gives it up. We got to give the answer at the no, end of the season. I, okay, no, 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 because sometimes, look. Well, sometimes you, 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 you venture your fair. guess. Okay, venture your guess then. And then I will confirm it at the end of the... 1962, they opened up against the New York Mets because it was, uh, you know, the Mets were replacing the Giants. That's why the Mets are orange, Matthew. Did you know that? I did know that. The Mets are orange because of the San Francisco Giants. And they're blue because of the the Los Angeles Dodgers. Don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to talk about the blue part. Okay, all right. I just want to talk about the orange part. (laughs) Then then by all means. And they had the Giants play them in their first home opener in New York City, 1962. Final answer. Okay, that is an excellent guess. And uh, we will see if Ben is correct at the end of the episode. Don't look it up on Baseball Reference. Isn't it time but for you the do- booze, boys? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right, Bob. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Bob's You're always right. keeping us on track. I love he Bob. He is. I Thanks, Bob's Bob. great. Bob's the best. You're the best, Bob. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. What, what are you talking about? What are you, you, what are you, you, you... Know, you haven't really done a whole lot, Bob, to be honest. So I think you get paid just fine. <laughs> that's, that's totally not the right time to say something like that either. I think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> But you're great, oh, and I love you. I I I I I was mean to you the last few weeks, and I said last week I was going to turn over a new leaf. So I'm going to be nice to you. Yes, you're right. It's cocktail time. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, thanks, Bob. Uh, let's see. What am I drinking? Well, you know, in honor of opening day in New York, I actually made a cocktail called Orange in the Bronx. And it is a riff on a classic, like a very classic cocktail called the Bronx. And I did my own version of it, making it orange in the Bronx because, you know, the Giants are playing in the Bronx this uh, this weekend. So so what's in it? Well, my the orange in the Bronx has one and a half ounces of gin, three quarter ounce of sweet vermouth, Three quarter ounce of orange liqueur. Mine, I've chosen Grand Marnier. But as Ben likes to say, you do you. You could do Cointreau if you want or triple sec. And then it has three quarter ounce of orange juice and one dash of orange bitters. And if you would like to hear all about this cocktail and uh, how it stacks up to its original namesake, the Bronx, go listen to last Thursday's happy hour episode and you can learn all about it. That's what I'm drinking today. What are you drinking, Ben? Oh wow, it's my turn already. Um, uh, yeah, you don't well, get to say anything now. We're you know you can, they can go back to to Thursday's cocktail and or <laughs> podcast and uh, hear about that. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, uh, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. I am. Um, uh, I'm drinking the orange. You glad it's not tiki? Uh, so glad. So <laughs> glad. Uh, yes, folks, it's true. Um, my tiki adventure is over. I know, I know we're all sad. Um, I know that we all are going to miss it. I know we especially enjoyed the whole planter's punch run. Um, but I'm moving on to different cocktails and this is the first cocktail that is not tiki. This is a cocktail. I talked about it on last Thursday, but it's in celebration of opening day and opening weekend. It is a French 75 template, and it has two ounces of gin, half an ounce of orange, uh, of curacao, not orange curacao, just curacao, uh, three quarters uh, of an ounce of lemon juice, 
half an ounce of simple syrup, and two ashes of orange bitters. You combine all of that into a shaker with ice. You shake for 10 to 12 seconds. Then you double strain into a champagne flute. Uh, and then you top it off with sparkling white wine. I garnished mine with a dried orange wheel, um, and it looked and tastes amazing. The orange you glad it's not tiki in honor of opening day. That's what I'm drinking, Bob. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It is really tasty. This is one of my better recipes. Folks, listen to last Thursday's episode. <laughs> that's right. Go listen to last, uh, last week's episode. You can learn all about these great cocktails. Uh, in the meantime, we should probably talk about the Giants. Woohoo! Let's do it! Baseball Woo-hoo! season is here! And and I must say, you know, in the last several months, we've really had to kind of dig deep to figure out what we were going to talk about. And there were moments where I wasn't even sure we were going to have an hour's worth of content. Today's not one of those days. No. We, and, we, and went we're through, all we had so many options to talk about. And, uh, and, and so I don't even know where to start. Where should we start? How about we start with the roster? Like right. So a week ago, we had we had Farhan Zaidi go on on air and while the game was going on and talk about who was going to make the team and Sean Jelly was going to make the team and Bryce Johnson was going to make the team and and he was going to fill all of his spots with local or with their homegrown you know talent and all that. Uh, and then we get to opening day. What happened, Ben? Uh, Farhan Zaidi is a big fat liar. Um, and he took He's away. He's not a liar. He just can't help himself, Ben. Uh, and and he took the honor away of letting Bryce Johnson stand out on the chalk on opening day in Yankee Stadium. Something that he'll probably never have the opportunity to do again. Uh, and uh, and he just he just took it away from him because because he can't help himself, and he saw a pretty toy that he liked. He he no no it wasn't even that Matthew. He saw. He saw a DVD. No, it wasn't even a DVD. He saw a VHS tape halfway down the bargain bin at the checkout line at Savers, and he just couldn't help himself. He dove into that bin because he remembered watching that film when he was with the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, because he's evil. And that's and that's what happened. So they just screwed Bryce Johnson and they brought in this guy, I don't know, Warren Beatty. <laughs> Matt Beatty. The only reason I know that is because we happen to have a similar first name. Right, right, right. Uh, Warren Beatty. Uh, I see what I did there. Right. I was on the movie thing. Yeah, sure. Right. Matt Beatty. Right. Like you said. And uh, and uh, and that's why, because, you know, because because uh, he's an outfielder who wants hit the ball hard. Yeah. Yeah. Five years ago showed some promise. That's right. That's right. So So good that he couldn't even make the Kansas City Royals. That's right. The Kansas City Royals were like, nah. We'll Uh, we'll pass. We'll pass. We like this Matt Duffy guy way better, which I get. Matt Duffy's pretty sweet. Um, But also Matt Duffy's an infielder, so I I get it. The match, it's not a match. I get it, folks. I get it, folks. This is about Farhan being a jerk. And, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. Like they, you know, and, and this was a surprise to everybody. Right. 
And then the other thing that they did is they kept Brett Wisely when Brett Wisely was supposed to not be there. And apparently all of this happened in such a way that, like, Brett Wisely's parents were were told that he wasn't going to make the team. And then suddenly he was going to make the team. And Brett wasn't sure whether his parents were going to be able to make it to New York. So Brett got to stand on the chalk, but he, his parents weren't there to see it. And Bryce Johnson didn't get to stand on the chalk. And everybody was kind of like, this is kind of gross. Right? Yeah. I mean, Bryce Johnson won the job in spring. As much as Clearly ben won it. Yeah. yeah, as much as Ben doesn't believe in that. He did. They told him that he did. And then they just took it away from him. Because Farhan's mean. Right? Well, Farhan's cold-blooded, for sure. That is true. He is cold-blooded. But that like, doesn't you know, mean he's mean, right? No. just means that, you know, he's got a job to do and he's going to do it. Right. Right. But it turns out that's not that actually wasn't, what happened. Yeah, it wasn't all that bad. It wasn't actually all that bad. I mean, Sean Jelly didn't make the team, and we he was expected to as well. But that, to me, was less of a surprise. But it turns out all of these things were connected. And maybe all of the guys knew what was going on, and it wasn't as mean as it seemed. Right. And we learned that from Alex Pavlovich, uh, his article uh, on the My Teams app in the NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, was basically explaining that the, 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 the Giants uh, had a potential trade lined up. Well, first of all, Matt Beatty. We should talk about Matt Beatty's contract, yes. right? So the the Royals, uh, you know, cut or you know, he didn't make the opening day roster. But Matt Beatty had a clause in his contract that said that if he was uh, got an offer to be on an opening day roster, that he could leave the the Royals. And so the the I guess the the Giants. You know, it was Farhan and Gabe Kapler know Matt Beatty from their days with the Dodgers when he was in the Dodgers farm system and have wanted him for a while. And so this opportunity came with the caveat that they had to put him on the opening day 26 man roster in order for to him to you know be available. Uh, so what does that do? Well, that that actually takes away a spot from someone like Brett. Uh, well, not really Brett Wisely. It's actually Bryce Johnson because Bryce Johnson was not on the 40-man. So Bryce Johnson would have to you know, be put on the 40-man before he makes the 26-man. The, the uh, so lots of things going on there. And then the second part of that was what? I'm, I'm forgetting now. Well, so, so yeah. So, I mean, um, Beatty had to be on the major league roster. So that, that means one of those guys was out, right? Uh, either Jelly or Johnson. Um, the other thing was is that they were and the, they were on the verge of making a trade with somebody. That's right. Yeah, and, they wanted and to Pavlovich, keep that forty man roster spot open. Right, they wanted to keep a forty man roster spot open, which meant they had to leave Johnson off. Um, the trade didn't go through. It didn't happen. It was going to be a last minute trade before opening day. It didn't go through, but they had to leave Johnson off, and so that they could make that trade. And then there just wasn't time to get him back on because of that. It probably, I mean, the the clock changes at the same time for everything. So when they lost out on the trade, they also lost out on the ability, I'm sure, to get Johnson onto the opening day roster. So so it turns out, like, even though this really does suck for for Johnson, uh, this wasn't this wasn't just them being flippant. And, and they were actually trying to do a number of things uh, to make the team better while still, you know, while still taking care of their guys. And the impression that I got from the quote that Pavlovich had from Wisely, I mean, Wisely said something to the effect of like it was a crazy couple of days, right? It sounds to me like the players were kind of informed as to what was going on. 
So I, I'm sure it was disappointing to Johnson, right? Being on the opening day roster is being on the opening day roster. Um, being able to, you know, be there as part of the, you know, the lineup on opening day at Yankee Stadium, I'm sure is really cool too. But um, but at the end of the day, this was really just the Giants trying to make a couple of moves and they needed to do what they needed to do with the roster. You know, getting back to, to Beatty, Beatty has an option, so it really does sound like Beatty's not necessarily a guy who's going to be on the major league roster all year, right? He's a guy who will probably be optioned down and will be part of that rotation, part of the taxi squad. So so this did look distasteful. I didn't like it when I first saw it. But, you know, and I think a lot of other teams probably wouldn't have done it right this way. But, you know, oh. Farhan being Farhan... And, uh, you know, I, I think at the very least, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and at least assume that Wisely and Johnson both knew what was going on. And um, and at the end of the day, by the end of the series, Jelly and Johnson were on the roster and, and Wisely was in AAA where and, and everything was set the way everybody expected it to be. So, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily, you know, no, no foul, no problem, but. Close enough. Close enough. You know, yeah. I, I have a lot of reasons not to like Farhan's IED. I don't know that this is one of them, but it certainly did have kind of a bad look to it, right? But at least yeah. there, at least we know what went on. Yeah. Um, what else do we know that went on? Uh, well, then they started playing baseball, Matthew. Did they, though? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I would say some of the Giants did and most of the Yankees did. Yes. <laughs> I, I have, I have, I have not seen so many swings and misses <laughs> since I, you know, was trying to, 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 to find a date for the prom in high school. Like, I mean, that is that, true. That's not a lie. You, yeah, lots of swings have, and misses. I seem we to talked about this on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, okay, that's right. That's right. This is public <laughs> knowledge that the, the 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 giant cocktails nation knows that uh, that you were kind of a loser in high school, and uh, wasn't a loser. I just shot big, man. I just shot big, and I should have just. I should have known. Should have known where where my where you know. I wasn't. I wasn't a ten. I was I was firmly like a seven, I think, you know, and Six I was and shooting for tens. Six and a half shooting. I'm going for tens. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Round up. That's seven. fine. Round up. Exactly. That's fine. Exactly. So uh, so anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about those swings and misses. Forty one strikeouts in the three game series. Uh forty one strikeouts. How many outs are in a in a three three game series, Matthew? Eighty one. Wow. Eighty one. Yes. So, so you're saying out of the 81 outs the Giants made, 41 of them were where they didn't hit the ball into play. Yes, and I'm not great at math, but I think that's over half. <laughs> that is just barely over half. Yes, yes. Uh, and and you know we we one of the de- things that we get on Joey Bart. Um, I'm going to do a sign across for, for Joey Bart. <laughs> oh, uh, one of the things that we, Joe. I don't know if we're going to talk about Joey Bart today because there's a lot else to talk about and who wants to talk about somebody who's on his way out. But, yeah, who uh, wants to talking about Farhan's Aidi and Gabe Kapler's whipping boy anyway? <laughs> Uh, but we get on his case a lot about his strikeout ratio, right? I mean, which is in the mid forties, low forties, uh, and and how that's unacceptable. And then the entire team strikes out over fifty percent of the time. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a positive. At 40%. Yeah, he's he's like, I could have done that. (laughs) (laughs) I could have struck out six times 
<laughs> in 12 at bats. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. And it wasn't just that. I mean, it was every offensive uh, stat you can think of. Mm-hmm. We sucked at. Yeah. Yeah. What was their batting average? Um, it was, you know, the Mendoza line, you know, which is the, the 200. Yes. Significantly lower than that. <laughs> yes. I know batting average is the least important stat. That's why we're starting with it, folks. We're just getting warmed up here. We're just getting warmed up. Yes, the yes, Giants yes. So won. it was 194 uh, batting average. But you say, oh, that's not as important as on-base percentage? Well, what was their on-base percentage, Ben? Their on-base percentage was a decent batting average, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 282. Good for sixth worst in the uh, what in all of Major League Baseball. In all of Major Leagues, yes. Yeah. All of Major Leagues. Yeah. Oh, boy. And their slugging percentage, because, you know, you, you want to give credit for guys who hit the ball hard. What was hey, the Matthew. Giants' slugging percentage? Well, I know that uh, there were some doubles, and I know there was one home run, <laughs> right? Two. Two home <laughs> oh, runs. Oh, two home runs. Sorry. Yes. Two home runs. Uh, enough to bring their slugging percentage to... Also a good batting average, 286. Good for fifth worst in Major League Baseball. Yeah, so when you combine a really bad on-base percentage and a really bad slugging percentage, you get a really bad OPS. Oh, I was hoping that two two negatives make a positive. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was something about that in math class, but that doesn't really work in, in, in baseball. No. Uh, no. So their OPS of 568 was the fifth worst uh, in baseball over the weekend. Yeah, they they looked really bad uh, at the plate. They looked like they had no idea what they were doing. And, and you know, it's one thing, okay, Garrett Cole, okay, um, Right. I can't even remember who started game two for the Yankees because I really don't care. But it's their number two Schmidt, guy. Some guy named oh, Schmidt. Oh, yeah, Schmidt, right? Yeah. And uh, and then they had a rookie going, uh, not a rookie, but a young guy going today. No, it was his major league oh, debut. They, oh, that's right. It was his major league debut. Yeah. And he looked like, they were like, he looked I've like ne- a veteran. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that. Like, yeah. He's throwing these like change ups. Like they, his change up was just making him look stupid. They looked stupid. They looked dumber than the ump. And the ump looked pretty dumb. And pretty dumb. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, I mean, 41 strikeouts is not fun. That is not entertaining. It is right. frustrating and boring. And uh, well, yeah. What, what's, what struck me when watching this was that you go back to 2021 um, and, and their awesome season, and a lot was written about why they were so good offensively back then. So I feel like we got a good introduction to what their philosophy was, because there was a lot written and talked about it. And their philosophy was look for your pitch yeah. and do damage on the pitches that are in your wheelhouse, right? right. And it seems like they're not even like close to, to doing that philosophy anymore. I mean, there were so many swings and misses outside the strike zone yeah. that it was just, I, I was I was mind-boggled. I mean, there were so many chases that were just like, you know, balls up and away, balls down and out. And it's just like, they're just swinging to swing. And it just, it was it seemed very undisciplined to me and very ungiant-like to me. It was, it was very, very undisciplined. Yeah, because the Giants don't care about strikeouts, right? Like, take a pitch if it's not your pitch, even if it's in the zone. That's the Giants' philosophy. Yeah. But they were swinging at that like tailing away fastball, right? The one that's out of the strike zone or a slider um, or a changeup, anything that was breaking low in the zone. They were just fishing down there 
and looked it looked really bad. I mean, it looked really undisciplined. And I really hope this was an anomaly. I really hope that this was just like, oh, you know, they're just, you know, they're antsy. It's antsy. opening day. It's New York. Yeah. yeah. And and that's not that's not what two 2023 baseball Giants baseball is going to look like, uh, because if it is, yeah, folks, there's nothing like it. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I would agree. There's nothing like striking out more than 50 percent of the time. Um, and uh, I don't know how much of that I can take. Uh, but anyway, you know, so that's that's not great news. But on the defensive side, Matthew, the good news is they only gave up seven home runs over these three games. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about the actual defense, but okay, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, it's hard to defend balls that go into the stands, yes. And and a couple of those were the, uh, or maybe at least one I remember was the short porch right field, you know, thank you for playing in Yankee Stadium home runs. But then there was the Stanton home run today. Oh, wow! So big. I think it's. I think it's still going, Matthew. I, I, if it hadn't, if the batter's eye above the scoreboard wasn't there, it would still be going. I mean, he 118 miles an hour off the bat. Yeah, that is absurd. Like 400 and like 80 something feet. That is absurd. Uh, and I mean, yeah. just teed it up there. Just teed it up for him. The only way, the only sad part about this is the only way that Stanton sees uh, Stripling again this season if, is if uh, if the Giants DFA Stripling and he gets picked up by, uh, you know, I don't know what, the Orioles. Um, and, uh, and Or Toronto wants him back. <laughs> I don't think Toronto would want him back after that. Uh, yeah, so no, one of three home runs that Stripling gave up. Um, uh, and so, so that's, I mean, maybe that's the silver lining, right? Like two of these home runs were against Logan Webb. Um, one of them was a judge Ian blast on a pitch that was not that bad. Uh, but, but seven home runs, that's a lot. And, uh, again, one of those things that we hope is an anomaly. Um, and I think that's a problem, a little problematic because that was Ross Stripling's thing during spring training too, was giving up a lot of home runs. So He's brought that into into the regular season, and that's not a good sign. Yeah, well, but, he's a fly ball pitcher, and you know, I think pitching at Oracle will will help him, but certainly not in a small stadium like 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 Yankee Stadium, yeah. and and it showed. And but even then, that was like one of his worst outings ever, right? So you're thinking that's 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 as bad as it gets, hopefully, and uh, hopefully he'll be able to kind of you'll learn to keep the ball more. And and we're not facing two of the best hitting home run hitting uh outfielders in baseball, you know, for for the rest of the season. So Agreed because one of the guys who's there to back him up if he doesn't is Sean Jelly and that didn't look good today either. Yeah. Um but you know what though? There were some good things that did happen uh during opening weekend and one of the things that i particularly liked and i think is very much fitting into the giants the san francisco giants philosophy around how they play baseball and i think is very 2021 like is how they approached 3 and 0 pitches during this um during the weekend right i mean crawford hit a home run on a 3 and 0 pitch yaz had one of his doubles on a 3 and 0 pitch uh, the Giants made very, very clear that they are going to attack pitches in the strike zone on 3-0. and So don't think that it's a free strike. 
and uh, you know the the old codgers of baseball, the unwritten rules people, be damned. Uh, you know, um, I'm sorry, Matt Williams. I'm sorry, Madison Bumgarner. Um, I love you both. <laughs> get well, yes, Matt. Get well. Get well, get well soon, Matt Williams. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to you old dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I love this part of Giants baseball, and I, uh, and, and it worked really well, right? It it worked really well. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think that we should be giving away free strikes, and um, you know. If we're going to be swinging at everything, we might as well be swinging at three and zero pitches when we know they're likely to be in the strike zone. Well, that's exactly right, and I think you know that that whole idea of you know don't swing on three and zero so you can get on base uh, is is antiquated because you know the you know current stats show that if you if you get a ball right down the middle, you can do a lot more damage than a walk. And so the the odds of you getting a hit and a hit for damage are better, you know, by swinging on a pitch that's uh, right down the freaking yeah. pipe. Yeah. I mean, I think they talked about this on the TV broadcast, and I don't remember whether it was the national broadcast on 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 Saturday or whether it was the, the local broadcast on Sunday. Yes, folks, I watched them on TV. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Stop it. We all did, Ben. That's okay. S- stop it's shaming right. me. Stop. St- stop shaming me. Um... Still haven't bought any tickets to the games. Uh, yeah, yet, that's so right. I haven't there. bought any tickets to the games, and I listened a lot on the radio too. I went back and forth. Anyway, my point is, they did talk about it on the broadcast, and apparently the Giants didn't have any hits on three and O pitches last year, and um, which I mean, first of all, sounds kind of crazy, but actually, if you think about it, there, there, you know, th- that means a hit means that you actually got the hit on the three and O pitch. It doesn't mean they didn't get a hit later in the count. Right. If it went to three and one or three and two, um, it just means that they didn't get any hits when the pitch was three and when the you know pitch was three and oh. But still, not once did they get a hit on three and oh last season. Uh, and they have two already this season. And uh, I, I think that that probably means that that they weren't attacking those pitches as much. Right. That they were being a little bit more. um traditional right which is like you know the the idea is is that oh i've thrown three balls so i'm gonna throw a 88 mile an hour fastball down the middle and the the batter's thing is like oh well since he's missed three in a row he's probably gonna miss this next one and um and therefore i'm gonna take it all the way um because a free base is better than you know a ground out um well no i mean when that might be the best pitch you're gonna get the in in the whole at bat then and you could hit a home run or hit a double, uh, then you should swing the bat. And I'm glad to see that they're taking that approach. And I hope that that means they do that more aggressively. I hope it's also indicative that they're going to get back to attacking strikes and spitting on low and away garbage in the dirt. Amen. Amen. Well, Matthew, like you said at the beginning of the show, because it's regular baseball season... Like, we got a lot to talk about, right? Yes. And a lot of things happened. But I think the show, like, right now, we're, we're already in the back half of the show. So I think what we need here is a lightning round. Oh. Okay. We haven't done one of those. Bob, yeah. hit it. It's time for a lightning round. That's right. We're going to talk about who looked good, who didn't, 
And uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess I, I guess I'm going to start off first by asking the question, the, throwing out the player's name, and then you're going to respond, and then you're going to throw out a player's name, and I'm going to respond. Got okay. It? All right. I got it. All, All right. right. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mike Yastrzemski. Well, uh, he's hot, right? I mean, he he had a great uh, first three three games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going. So are we supposed to say good or bad? Or you're are supposed we just, to tell me we... whether what you're what did he look good? Did he not look good? Like like what? Yeah, and and why? Well, yeah, three hits, uh, uh, three, uh, two extra base hits, uh, five strikeouts, but you know, still, you know, just uh, oh, everybody, good. everybody had strikeouts. Everybody, I know, everybody I know, they had forty one right, strikeouts. They all struck out. Yes, okay, exactly. Okay, you you ask me a name. Ask me a name. Okay, okay. Uh, Ross Stripling. Hot garbage. <laughs> and why? Because he's a former Dodger. No, because <laughs> of three home runs, man. Uh, you know, he was he, he was getting ahead in counts, and then he couldn't finish guys off, and then he just started just giving, just giving up monster shots. Uh, and, um, you know, at, at the beginning of his outing, I thought things were looking good because he was throwing strikes, he was in the zone. Ah, but you know what, man, if you can't finish guys off, like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, all you're doing is throwing a lot of pitches. And then he was just giving away the fatties, um, you know, so, so not good, not good, Matthew, not good. Okay, here we go for you. Ready? Yes. Logan Webb. Good. And, and I know that he gave up, you know, uh, four, what did he gave up? Uh, four runs, uh, four hits, and yeah. uh, two home runs. But he also struck out a career-high 12 batters, uh, only walked two. Uh, his whip was one. His uh, average, uh, the batting against average was 182. He had a good, a good, you know, outside of those couple home runs, he had a really good outing and kept his team in it. Um, I'm really excited to see what Logan Webb can do for the rest of the year if this is the Logan Webb we're going to see. Because uh, he, he, yeah. he was really good getting people to swing and miss on a lot of different things and uh, just looked really confident out there. He looked like an ace. He looked yeah, like an ace. And uh, I, I, you know, I think he, you can't expect more than what he gave out of him. So good, good, good. All right. Next up for you, Ben, your favorite, Camilo Duvall. He looked wonderful. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I mean, Camilo... Look, everybody said at the beginning of the season, like, oh, he's going to have a hard time with the pitch clock. And then during spring training, he was fine. He was fine. And then it was like, you know, I, I don't know. On Saturday, he looked like a kid digging in the sandbox in the rain. And and it looked like, you know, you kept saying, Camilo, Camilo, come in out of the rain. Come in out of the rain, Camilo. And he just kept digging and he just kept digging. And they just kept saying, free ball, free ball, free ball. Like he just totally looked forgot that there was a clock, and yeah. and it looked really really dangerous. He is lucky that Crawford, Estrada, and Wade bailed him out in that situation. It was almost a disaster. Well, right, and and I think the the part that really I mean, right from right at the very beginning, like he took too long to warm up, so he didn't even you know yeah, he didn't he hit a uh, ball right before he so, started. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, just that. And then he then he had another ball later. Uh, as a result, walk two. Just never seemed to be in a flow. Yeah. Didn't really seem to, like, I don't know. He's got this kind of, like, nonchalant look on his kind of demeanor when he's out on the mound. And I think he needs to be a little bit more chalant. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to be a little uh, more chalant. Not as much non and yeah. more chalant. He's got he's to more have a, like, a, I'm going to slay you rather than I don't care about you. 
Uh, and I, both can be intimidating, but I think he's got to change it up a little bit. And uh, But he was really relying on that fastball, which you, we all know he can't control, right? And he did, really didn't seem like he was throwing the slider or the cutter, which he learned late last year. So I, I don't I don't know what was going on there, but he's got he's got some stuff to work on. The clock was really a problem for him. But here we go. The man, the myth, the legend, the greatest San Francisco, the greatest Giants shortstop of all time, Mr. Brandon Crawford. How do you do, Matthew? Well, uh, you know, first of all, so I have a little caveat here. I had actually, I was, I'm, on, I'm on a Discord channel with some of the other Giants podcasters, our friends from, uh, from Thompson to Clark and some of those others. And so I was. Oh, yeah. All uh, those other guys. Yeah. yeah, and we were chatting about Crawford on there right before he, you know, today or before uh, uh, Friday uh, or Saturday, rather. And and I was like, I hope this is his last year. Uh, you know, he hasn't shown much. I don't think we can, you know, he's a wonderful historic, historical giant for us, but his time has passed. And then he goes and he hits this monster home run in a clutch moment of the game. Yep. And I was like, did I say that I wanted him to be gone? <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, and so, yeah, so the offense looked great. I mean, it was good to see him. You Because know, at times, especially at the game, you know, last year, there were times where he looked old. Yeah, right? he did. And, and uh, certainly did not look old in this series. Hit the ball with authority. And uh, he had three hits. Uh, and also... Wonderful defense, right? I mean that the the ball to, the, that was hit at him by uh, in the bottom of the ninth there, uh, 115 mile per hour. It was the hardest hit ball of the game that was hit at him, and he snared it to start the double play. And you know those are the kind of things that we expect out of Brandon Crawford, and he delivered. So absolutely great job, great start of the season for Brandon Crawford. All right, so next one for you, new free agent acquisition, Michael Conforto. Uh, not good. Uh, let's see. He had 12 at-bats. He has one hit uh, for one base. Uh, he did walk one time, and he has struck out six times, which I believe, Matthew, I believe for a team that struck out 41 times, for a team that is tied for first place for most strikeouts, Mr. Michael Conforto is your team leader with six. His batting average, 0.83. His on-base percentage, 154. His slugging percentage, folks, you never want it to be the same as your batting average. His is. His OPS is a bad batting average, 237. I mean, he did catch some balls in the outfield, so maybe he's not like, you know, Jock Peterson-like in that regard. But so far, not good. Not a good opening weekend for Mr. Michael Conforto, one of our most important offensive free agent signings of the season. Uh, we, yeah. we, we need... I will say this. Better than Mitch Hanniger. <laughs> well... Yeah, I look at the the set. You're right. I mean, he he is the most strikeouts. Uh, uh, second behind him is a tie for Brandon Crawford and Mike Yastrzemski with five. And Peterson. Uh, and Peterson. And the only one who doesn't have strikeouts uh, that's actually, well, is Bryce Johnson. Yep. And Joey, and Joey Bart. <laughs> well, Brett Weisley didn't strike out. Oh, and Brett in, Weisley, yes. But Brett his, Weisley never even got an at-bat. In so, his zero uh, play appearances. Yeah, Joey Bart didn't get in that bat either. That's why he didn't have any strikeouts. But, okay, uh, Tyro Estrada, go. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, MVP so far. Right. Uh, and I mean, just, uh, you know, everything that, you know, I think we talked before the season started that he was going to be a breakout candidate and he was going to have a great season. And he had two hits on opening day. He's had four. He leads the team with with hits uh, right now. He's batting 333. Uh, yeah, he's he's great and played solid defense. And, you know, this is exactly what we need from Tyro Estrada. And uh, it's great to actually see someone that we are depending so much on get off to a good start. So absolutely, uh, uh, Tyro Estrada was a good player this weekend. Yeah, he's going to win the Willie Mack Award. Uh, yeah. All right, hit me. All right, hit next me. one for you. All, yeah. right. all right, how about uh, Jock Peterson? He hit a home run. Of course he's good. Fine, done. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're done. Are you done. sure, though? Are you sure? Uh, well, because that's, no, because that's about all he did. Um <laughs> You know, he, uh, he uh, yeah, as you said, he's got five strikeouts um, and, uh, you know, he does have a couple of walks. Uh, we need we need more from our best hitter. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and 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 again, right. Like all of these things are three games, but like he's the guy. He's the guy. And, you know, he hit the one home run, but otherwise, you know, non-factor. And when you're the DH, like, I mean, that's, you got to be way more of a contributor than that. Just show off a little speed going from uh, second to home the other day. That's on, true. On the, he did. So I was, yeah. I feel like, you know, okay, maybe he is, yeah, maybe he is in the proverbial best shape of his I life. Think, I know? think it's emphasis just... on little. He did show off a little speed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Lamont, All right. Lamont Wade, next? Lamont Wade. Well, I, you know, I don't know if he's quite late night Lamont yet. But he was uh, good enough, Lamont, uh, this weekend uh, on offense and on defense. You know, the man, you know, looked good. And it's funny how everyone talks about, you know, him being a potential liability at first base because he doesn't have a lot of experience. But and I haven't looked at any of his defensive stats, but I just remember from 2021 when he was thrown in there and they were making a big deal out of how he hadn't played since college. Uh, You know, he played a really good first base back then. So this is not surprising to me that he's playing. Well, at first base, he looked really. I mean, he made some really good picks, and he made some really good plays, uh, ranging to his his right. Um, and and I know you said you kind of glossed over his offense. His batting average is only one twenty five. He he only has one RBI. His slugging percentage is one twenty five. But man, yeah, there's one number though that stands out, and, and 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 it's a huge number because he was batting at the top of the order. He was our leadoff guy, and his on base percentage four sixty two. And that's because he had three walks and two hit by pitches. That's right. The man knows how to get on base. Stick that toe on those uh, on those back foot sliders, man. Stick out that toe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But the point is, he was getting on base, which is what you need the guy in the leadoff you know spot to do. He was doing his job. Uh, so it wasn't flashy, but you know what? He was flashing the leather. I yeah. I I I I like what Lamont Wade did. All right, hit me. All right, all right. Uh, okay, rookie. Or, I don't know if he's a rookie anymore. I don't know. David VR. Let's just go. David VR. Uh, meh. I mean, meh. You know, <laughs> meh. Like three strikeouts, a couple of hits, you know, no RBIs. Uh, he had a run scored. It's a bunch of 200s and four. I think meh. You know, meh. It's meh. Yeah, well, I mean, he's basically the epitome of our offense right now. I mean, I just, you yeah, know, I it's think meh. meh. 
right? Uh, it's not 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 terrible, not awful. Although you know he's got a 200 at batting average, 200 on base, 200 slugging. So basically, he's got a couple of singles and 10 at bats. Uh, that's what he's done so far. Um, so defensively, you know, it's interesting. You know, he he made a couple of you know uh, throws that were challenging for I think it was actually J D Davis today uh, at first base, and so I just you know I'd like to see him clean things up if he's going to be the everyday. We're so used to someone like um, Longoria, uh, like Longoria or whatever, who you know makes that strong over the hand throw, you know, all the way from from deep third. And VR was kind of swinging at sidearm a little bit, and it just it was getting away from him. I'd like to see him clean that up, but uh, um, but yeah, meh. I agree with you. I agree with you. All yeah. right, next one. Uh, okay. This is the last one we're going to talk about today. Okay. And uh, if you haven't noticed, like, I've been taking all the, the guys who didn't have good games, and you've been taking all the ones who have had good games. Because, you know, that's the way we roll here on Giant Cocktails. You're the pessimist, I'm the optimist. That's right. And this is a wild card. Good cop, card. bad I'm, cop. That's right. I'm giving you a wild card. We're just, this is the wild card. You ready? I'm ready. Rule five, draftee, Blake Sable, future Hall of Famer. He's on the Troutian path. How's he uh, g- great. Great. I think. Well, well. So you know, you talk about on base percentage, three thirty three on base percentage. Also, a guy that uh, has gotten on um, mainly because uh, of um, well, shoot. Now I'm looking at his stats. I don't know how did he get on. Did he get hit by pitches too? Um, what was well, Blake Sable's secret weapon here? Uh, his secret weapon was bunting on a three and one count. <laughs> oh yeah, so he also has yeah, two yeah. hit by pitches. Well, that's how he's gotten on base. Yeah, so, so he, his secret, his secret formula, Ben, is bunt hits and getting hit. If that's not a fast track to Cooperstown, Ben, I don't know what is. All right, all right. Well, you know what, Matthew, uh, we are closing in on the hour. Um, the one thing. That... So you're just gonna let me have Blake Sable? You're not gonna give me a counter? Oh God, no. He caught today, and it was. <sighs> I mean, he caught a lot. He caught most of the balls, I guess. Uh, see, see, that's it, right? He caught most of the balls. Good enough. Case <laughs> there was, closed. There was a double steal where he went to throw to third base, and the way that they were positioned, there was no way that VR was going to be the guy. And yeah, and he came up. Apparently, and, after the show, they they said that he was supposed to go to second. Yeah, no, obviously he was supposed to go to second. Matthew, yeah, I I have yeah. never played professional baseball. The last yeah, time yeah. I played baseball, I was I think ten years old. I knew he was supposed to go to second base. <laughs> yeah, VR knew that too because he didn't even make a move. That's to third right. Base. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, kid. Get your act together. You're in the major leagues now. You got to know what you're supposed to do. And I know the learning curve's real steep, and it's coming at you real fast. Uh, you know, hey, it's major league baseball, right? That just get your act together. That that that's how I think Rule Five Drafty Blake Sable's doing. I, all right, I, all right. I do think he got one in the hip from Wandy Peralta because he bunted on a three and one or maybe because Crawford and Yaz were swinging on three and O's. So I, I'm I, I yeah. But anyway, besides that, he's got to get better at catcher real fast, especially well, with yeah, Bart I, being hurt and and Gary Sanchez right. being. And uh, we don't have time to talk about it this week and yeah. maybe we'll get into it next week. But yeah, the catcher's uh, situation keeps getting more and more muddled. Uh and uh and I use that pun intentionally, but it's uh yeah, it's it's a little bit 
uh, cloudy right now. Yeah. And you've got Bart going on the IL. You've got Gary Sanchez being signed to a minor league contract. You've got a Rule 5 guy who's maybe struggling a little bit. Uh, yeah. And so who knows? Yeah. You, you could be the next catcher for the San Francisco Giants, Ben. Uh, catcher's a mess. I kind of just wish they would just go with Perez and Bart and then just let it go. But they just really just seem to like they just seem to enjoy telling Joey Bart how much they don't like him, which just yeah. rubs me the wrong way. Um, but anyway, we need to close. We need to wrap up. We need to wrap up. There's one thing that I would like to say before we get to the trivia question answer. Yes. The umpires at home plate sucked. We need robo. Oh, God. They so they bad. had a rookie umpire today, and and the rookies are supposed to be the new guys who know what they're doing, and they're supposed to be doing it the right way. Um, this guy today sucked. Uh, Major League Baseball, this was awful. Um, we need robo umps like we need them two years ago. Anyway, yeah, it's it's such a bad fan experience when you're sitting at home watching a ball. They have the strike zone sitting there for us to watch, and you see the ball clearly miss the strike zone, and the umpire calls a guy out. Or the, you know, conversely, the ball clips part of the strike zone, and the umpire calls it a ball. It's like we have the technology. We all sitting at home know that it's a ball. We're the the umpire is the only one that knows that, or doesn't know. And and it, that's just wrong. We should be able to fix that. We have the technology. They're doing it in the minor leagues. Get it to the major leagues. I'd rather have that than the big extra bases, to be honest. Uh, but uh, you know, hey, you're not used. You're not. You're not shy about putting all these new rules in. Darn it, get the uh, the robo umps for home for balls and strikes, especially. That's Let's get that going. Agreed. Agreed. Matthew, you have a great rant from I don't know when it was. When did that? When was that? That robo ump rant. That you had. Oh, that, that was probably early, huh? We, Season one, maybe. We should I think. find it. I'll find it. I'll put a reference to it in the show notes. And, and, oh, wow. And, You're going to go back and look for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to find All it. All right. I'm going to find it. I'll put a reference in the show notes. Uh, you so you can listen to Matthew's rant about about uh, about uh, bad umping. But anyway, we need the answer to the trivia question, Matthew. Even though we know it was 1962 against the uh, expansion Mets, the New York Mets, the expansion New York Mets. Yeah. Well, yeah, tell the folks. you're wrong. You're wrong. What? Uh, which you know, no shocker, shocker, shocker uh, that you're wrong. But the last time the Giants played opening day in New York was in 1955. At the Polo Grounds versus the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Giants lost that game 10 to 8. Of course, we know that they moved to uh, to San Francisco just a few years later. So they have never played in New York on opening day uh, as, until, today. Um, until today, Yeah, as the San Francisco Giants. So that well, is until, the answer to today's until yes exactly so that is the answer to today's trivia question uh now i think it's time to look ahead to next week we got some new cocktails that we'll be unveiling on thursday on the happy hour episode that's right i am bringing uh, a cocktail called the scorpion kick which is a uh, going to be compared to a cocktail i did a couple of episodes ago called the switchblade we're going to kind of compare and contrast and talk about the differences so join us for that ben what are you doing I am bringing a cocktail called the Orange and Black in honor of the home opener. So listen for that on Thursday. The home opener. Well, so we got a couple things, a couple games coming up here, a couple series. Uh, we got the White Sox on Monday. Yep. Uh, no, nothing about them. Uh, let's see. They split their series against Houston. Um, I don't know. I mean, they got Giolato. They got, I don't know. They got a bunch of, they, 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 yeah, they got Anderson. Is Tony Lewis still there? They got Lynn. 
Oh, I don't know. Did I? I mean, I hope not, but he could be. Hold, please, while I ask. Sorry, I didn't mean to spring that on you. But uh, so while you look that up, uh, what is interesting, I think, is they've got an off day in the middle of the series. Yeah, for the second for the second series in a row, right? Because they had an off day on Friday, and now they're going to have an off day on Tuesday, which I guess is good for the players, and they get an off day in New York, New York City, and then they get an off day in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, and the I think second... it's, it's supposed to be like sort of to protect them against weather or something. So uh, I don't know. That would... probably makes sense. That probably makes sense. But would that? I mean, I don't know. Like, would they move a game if? I guess if the first one of the first two games gets rained out, they can move it to that Tuesday. Um, well, it's only then... the first game gets rained out. I don't know. I don't know yeah, why they did it. It's kind of it weird. Way. I don't know why yeah, they did it. It's way. weird. Anyway, uh, Pedro Grifol. Grifol. I don't know how he pronounces his last name. Pedro Grifol. Grifol. Grifol is the manager <laughs> of the White Sox. Oh, thank God that uh, Larissa's not Okay, there. Pedro, who cares? Okay. Uh, and then and then after that, the Giants will be uh, hosting the, the Royals at home uh, for their for their Giants home opener. Uh, let's see, the Royals got swept by by the twins. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, they will play four games against the Blue Jays. For those of you who know and remember and love Matt Duffy, Matt Duffy made the opening day roster for the Royals. He played in his first game on Sunday. Today, as we record this podcast, he was two for four with a home run. Uh, So Matt Duffy will be returning to San Francisco um, for the Giants home opener. And uh, and also before we before we completely and totally close out. So far this season, folks, Carlos Correa is uh, two for 13 with a run scored, a walk, <laughs> and four strikeouts. He's hitting 154. His on base percentage is 214, and his slugging percentage is 154. His OPS is 368. And you can bet your butt I'm going to be re- talking about that for the next 13 years. <laughs> well, is he. Uh, he would fit right in with the Giants. Yeah, with those he would numbers. fit right in with the Giants. Yeah, he would. Well, he'd be tied for. He would be in third place with four strikeouts. So he's not quite. He's not quite Conforto like um, <laughs> in his strikeouts. But uh, but yeah, uh, not off to a hot start. So you know, hey, so far so good. So far, Farhan Zaidi was totally right. So far, I wonder how his ankle's holding up. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's probably why he's uh, two for thirteen. It's because of the game. Exactly. He's limping down to first yeah, base yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. We should. Uh, folks, give us a follow on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Giant Cocktails. We're also on Mastodon. There's a couple of you that kind of follow us on Mastodon, which thank you for that. But awesome. you know that I joined that when I thought that Twitter was going to implode, and so far Twitter is kind of holding strong. So, But we're still over there. I'm still posting recipes and things on, on Mastodon. So, uh, yeah, but give us a follow. Um, check in with us. You know, just you know, interact with us during the games. It's fun, and uh, love to to you know to get to know some of our listeners. Uh, also, if you could uh, give us a review, uh, especially if you're listening to this us on Apple, uh, an Apple review would be would be great. Uh, we've got a few on there, but we'd love to build that up. It definitely helps the podcast, and uh, any any nice kind words you can say would be greatly appreciated. Uh, with that, Ben, it's uh, it's been good chatting with you. We'll uh, see you next week. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody.
Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs>